0: Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined, as always, remotely. Oh, God, it's never going to be. We're never going to see each other again. But he's handsome. He's nice. He's lovable. Alexander Volt, say hello.
1: Hello. I dropped off some cookies to Mike the other day. That was our the most interaction we've had in person.
0: That's not any kind of gag. He literally did. And they were delicious. Thank you so much, by the way. Uh, this is Every and Album Ma- ca-
1: And a few cans of chili while we're at it.
0: Or some Hormel chili not kidding about that either this is every album ever the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world one artist at a time that is a new discography per episode and today we are talking about
1: neutral milk hotel and this a warning your speakers your earbuds are not blown out this music this sounds like shit
0: alex i'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to ask you to kindly to eat my asshole because how dare you <laughs> This this is going to get rowdy. This is going to be a rowdy episode.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm at Simon and Garfunkel levels, maybe beyond. Maybe beyond? beyond?
0: Beyond Simon maybe. and Garfunkel levels. Episode 8, he loses his shit and he's out of his fucking mind. Okay. Okay.
1: Do the plugs, then we'll, then plugs. we'll have fun. Okay.
0: <laughs> plugs. Please subscribe if you like us uh, on some, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating, review, review. Tell them that we're here. Spread the word. Tell a friend or... Uh, not any of those things if you don't want to help us. If you want to suggest an artist for us to complain about, bigger about, or disagree about, which you're probably gonna see this episode, send all of that to every at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find me at Pope Jesse Ventura for all things regarding the show and at Panda Monkey, all things my personal music, and Alex
1: at uh, Motherpunture.
0: And there will be surprisingly a Spotify playlist of neutral milk hotel at the end of the, well, I mean, it's there now, but at the end of the episode or now I don't fucking care. There is a playlist <laughs> that we put together of all our favorite songs, probably only my favorite songs, whatever, but there should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening and watching as well as every where there's playlists for all the, you know, episodes. Uh, also a new sort of a uh, update on the show. Uh, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be, be, probably be posted a little bit on our instagrams we're going to be implementing a kind of a book club type deal where uh we'll we'll let our community our fans know which which artists we're going to be talking about ahead of time so that when we record you can send your emails and we'll we'll, you you know you'll hear the things we're hearing it's not just us ranting about our stupid fucking opinions you'll have thoughts of your own we'll read emails and discuss and yada 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 um follow us on instagram if you want to know when we're going to be posting uh you know whatever one we're going to be recording soon okay now that that's out of the way alex you piece of shit what do you have what problem do you have with this band I have I no, things, and I have problems with this band. Don't get me wrong; I'm not a fanboy, but you seem upset. I thought,
1: I thought things from Louisiana were supposed to be fun. <laughs>
0: you, you're trying to say this isn't a fun band? This,
1: this, <laughs> no, band, this, no, it's not fun.
0: It's okay. All right. Uh, have you heard of them, or have you heard anything I'll, by them before?
1: That's the other thing. I've never listened to them before. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. I've seen that album cover never listened to it i never said hey what's all the noise about this uh tambourine head album cover right
0: uh i did hear a lot of a lot of noise about it for many years and i decided to give them a shot uh maybe a year and a half ago or give or take and i had very had thoughts that were very anti all the fans of this band and i had i don't know i had very strong opinions going in but i do like the band and they're like a lot of their songs are like it's so it's almost cliche that they're so closely tied with my college experience like when i put on one of their Mm. albums like oh i'm back in college and i feel all the things it's super nostalgic i love it and it makes me feel uh joy and sadness and all kinds of things that are associated with youth even though that was like a year ago i'm not really young anymore but (laughs) (laughs) uh i still think uh there's a lot to be had here. And I think even though Alex, I, I I fucking know this is not your band. This is not your band, Alex. This is, this is folky. So tell us what there, you have. Lo- please tell me you did some research and you didn't just like piss on their, oh yeah. their, their name. And you're like, yeah. fuck these guys. And Jeff fucking Magnum little dick condom. I don't know. That's a stupid joke, but go on. Tell me something.
1: Look, I always do research. I always do research. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to me, one more hyperbolic statement. He's up there with Mumford and Sons, Dave Matthews band and Father John Missy.
0: Go fuck yourself. Awful, How dare you? As
1: awful as awful white people music. Go fuck not yourself. That,
0: Absolutely not. That they
1: sound Absolutely. The same. Not that they sound the same. Sonically, they don't sound not anything like close. those bands. Just just awful white people music
0: to okay. me. I think folk (laughs) for sure is awful white people music, but this is way more interesting. There's it's so much more. It's not okay. It's not way. It's more interesting, not way more interesting, but go on Mm -hmm. before I keep getting heated.
1: Yeah. So, and I guess if I'm going to go into the history, he's this a weird dude who moved around a lot. Uh, Jeff Magnum. Yep. Mm. I think it's pronounced Magum Magum. Actually, I didn't even look at the spelling
0: of it. Uh, I'm going to do that. It's, uh, it's,
1: it's not pronounced like magna. it's man.
0: man Mangum. Mangum. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, he just moved around a lot, uh, from Louisiana, spent time, Seattle, New York, Denver, Mm -hmm. all over the place. Is this a weird fucking dude who had like, he sleepwalks. Oh, wow. Um, he lucid dreams. He That's believes in ghosts.
0: That's not that weird. Come on, dude. You're just you're just ragging uh, the dude. We have friends that do all those things.
1: Not all. Not all in one person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All in one person.
1: Is <laughs> it? Oh, is it Bowers?
0: It is Mr. John Bowers. If he's listening right John now, Bowers, he does all those things.
1: Uh, Jeff, Jeff Mangum.
0: <laughs> he's Jeff Mangum without the talent.
1: Yeah, but more. Uh,
0: he's actually more so, talented in other ways than for sure. I would want to hang out with Jeff Magnum. But <laughs> like, go on. Sorry, I, I keep jumping in. He sounds.
1: He sounds like a sweet dude, actually, but he also sounds like he's this all over the place. Um, and then if people don't know, the dude is kind of a recluse, so he has like an air of mystery to him, mm-hmm. and he's this very. Uh, much in the way, way uh, people kind of like to theorize about tool stuff. Mm-hmm. The band tool, right? Uh, people like to talk about this guy's music and who is he, and and yeah. all this.
0: It's very, it's a very kind of sexy allure. Uh, this band has a lot of that. Like this, the fan base for this band is like weirdly dedicated. Uh, from what I yeah. know, yeah. I...
1: Getting ahead a little bit. Um, On our Nick Drake episode, we talked about how he got popular due to a kind of random assortment of things happening with the commercial and Napster.
0: That was episode 35, by the way. Go on.
1: And then with Neutral Milk Hotel, they kind of had a similar thing happen where... where internet forums were getting popular. And so they were a very popular thing to talk about on internet forums. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, So this is a, they have a a pretty short discography. We kind of threw some fat onto the discography for the sake of uh, thoroughness, I guess. So uh, the only, the only release two full length albums, but we're going to be talking about two albums and two EPs. First EP was 1995. Last EP was 2011, but they'd broken up. Uh, the last album was 1998. The last EP, which is Ferris Wheel on Fire, is like a combination of early, early re- songs written way earlier. Um, I'm not sure when it was recorded, but it's like a, you know, just kind of a tying up loose ends kind of EP. Um, So, do I want to jump into it? Let's do it. Let us do it. So we're going to start with the very first EP. This is I gotta fucking do this correctly, shit. Nineteen ninety five. Everything is.
2: Who were you? A member of Kiss or a Punk Rocker. Every year? Just kinda of funny. Yeah, I would dress up as a punk rocker.
0: But Probably should have, have skipped this intro.
2: So
1: what'd you do when you became a punk rocker? It's pretty short.
0: I yeah.
2: Dash-
1: I like all of my music, but this is absurd.
0: You don't like this? No. I love that guitar tone. It's so buzzy. I'll tell you one thing I don't like, though. His fucking voice right now, but I'll stop talking over it. As you can hear, it's it's real garagey, fairly upbeat, pretty basic. Vocals are the most insecure vocals I've ever heard. This dude is afraid hey. to lose his voice. He's like holding back, and he's, he's pronouncing the words so fucking weird. He
2: just
1: uh, a few hairs away from pop punk, yeah, pop punk vocals
0: for sure. So, what do you got to say, Alex? Spill it.
1: I think this is worse. It was really hard. I fucking hate to, you. I knew
0: uh, you were going to say it was worse. I do disagree. One thousand percent disagree. It's
1: it was it was real hard to divvy up worse and best on this one for me. <laughs> uh, I tried, I tried my best, but. Yeah. I don't know. I like the opposite. I don't mind his vocals when they're restrained. Not that there's anything special about them, but they don't bother me. And then it's just like, man, I'm going to use the word blown out a hundred times on this episode. It's just, it sounds like music when you're outside of the venue or the club.
0: Uh, I will I just turn the light. Um, I think the, the vocals on this EP are the worst I think he's ever ever been by so much the worst by so much it sounds uh, first of all it, it's mixed like garbage it's clearly a demo or a demo type recording because uh, the vocals sound like they were recorded in a closet and they're mixed right in the front with no kind of effects or reverb um, it's, it's a super home recording amateur hey, what is, type type move mm,
1: yeah I didn't even know it that was. but it just,
0: it just sounds that way so it, it's you know, yeah didn't hide it very well what,
1: but it's not, like, awful for a home recording. No, You can tell, like, yeah, it's just a four-track, so...
0: Yeah, and uh, I definitely see how one would call this worst, but when... It, this is how you and I have different definitions of of what bad is, because this, like, I get it, I get it, but also, it's the most interesting release they've ever put out. Like, the, in terms of just weirdness and experimental shit and creepiness, it is like it is up there. It's really in, like uh, I have to I have to address it and Eggma Blowtorch, which is 1000% experimental. Uh, it makes me uncomfortable. Like I like that. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> though. It's like children talking and bird sounds, accordions, waves, just a bunch of weird mishmash, like a sound collage. It's not it's not a song, but it's just unusual. And I like that. Especially you know, in the I'm context say, of all this folky shit.
1: I'm going to say a lot of blasphemous shit on this episode. I, so I don't like, I don't really give it like whatever your bet or no, you didn't give it anything. <laughs> no, it's not but like
0: my best. No.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the main reason I gave this worse is this because uh, on Egma, Yeah. EGMA's it's blood. because of that.
0: Because Maybe the because most interesting that. track on here, that's why you gave it worse. You yeah. suck, yeah. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, but the thing is, that the rest of them, it, I guess it's garage rock. I don't really like garage rock typically, but I do. You hate it, but I like that guitar tone. It's buzzy and weird, and it sounds like it's breaking. Everything about this EP sounds like it's breaking. Uh,
1: my favorite, my favorite song on here was uh, "Snow Song Part One." I'm. I,
0: do- I had a feeling you would, you would kind of be okay with that one.
1: Why, why are you thinking about me when you're I these. I hey dude I, only,
0: I <laughs> you brought me cookies I I only think about you now. That one uh Snow Song part 1 it's like you know slow quiet drony. but once again the the way he's pronouncing words it's just it fucking bothers me. It's like a weird mean, accent yeah, that's like fake. It's like a fake accent.
1: I just didn't get hung up on his vocals until later. So
0: uh, it's interesting. And it's one more last dig at his vocals. It's not even a dig. Uh, on Tuesday Moon, uh, he sounds. This is going to be the most random poll. Uh, this band, Thinking fellers Union Local 282. I'm assuming you haven't heard of them. No. Because no one fucking has. I swear, dude, if anybody listening to this has heard of that band, email me because I want to be friends. Because no one's ever <laughs> heard of this fucking band. They're a fantastic band and they have three guitarists and three vocalists. Uh, and like, some of them play banjo and fucking other random instruments. It's like a really, really interesting band. One of the vocals, he I you could uh say it was the guy from that band on Tuesday Moon, and I would believe you. That's how identical he sounds to him. Um shit. But it's more interesting than good, I would say. I could see I don't think people who like pleasant music should ever listen to this. <laughs> like
1: No, yeah. no, they should not. And it's so it's so different from what they or he would become. We don't really talk about that, that he's basically the, uh, you know, we got a tame Paula yeah. situation here where it's really just one dude yeah. and a revolving door of people. I don't know who the fuck they are. They come in and out and.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a Jeff Mangum is Nutri-Munk hotel It's really just him. But. uh I still think this EP is like, I I almost gave it worse, but then, you know, I realized just what I hated more about this band. And there's a lot that I hate about this band. I can really hate a lot of this band. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a full on, I'm not a full on Alex hater at this point. All right. But, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting, her and his production, cool sounds, take that information and do with it what you will. They just move you know on know what
1: uh-huh. what will make my comments even like more blasphemous is <laughs> no, I, more en- I enjoy the flaming lips, and I feel like in an alternative universe, neutral milk hotel is the flaming lips they're
0: like, a worse flaming lips for sure <laughs> I like the flaming lips I think they're a good band, and also I don't see that big of a difference in terms of why why would people uh, be into this band, but not Flaming Lips. Like, what does this band offer that no one? This doesn't feel like a very unique band. Like, it doesn't feel like they're offering all kinds of shit that you, you can't get elsewhere. That's why I'm confused by their success.
1: I'm gonna wait till we get into the album. Okay. I mean, the, we're pretty much here for one album, but it's uh, it'll be fun. To I talk disagree
0: about entirely. One. But let's let us move on to the first actual album. This. Uh, is fuck of course i didn't pull it up jesus 1996 on avery island Huh? i just gotta have the talking intro hell yeah that's how you know it's real that's how you know it's authentic This is so dancey. I want to grab a girl wearing a 1950s skirt and start doing it twirling her.
1: (laughs) I I fucking hate this song. Eat my asshole.
0: I fucking love this song. Or (laughs) leave it on extra long to piss off Alex. Dude.
1: And, like, his explanation for it is just like, ah, you're
2: such a wiener.
0: <laughs> and I really do dig that production and how messy it is, but that bass is kind of holding it in place. Got some trumpets in there. And yep, uh, here
1: you we get a little, little taste of what they would turn into.
0: So, best album, personal favorite by A Million Miles.
1: So even though I said that was a garbage song, personal favorite.
0: Yeah, this is the only thing I think is really good about this band, this album.
1: I'm, re- I'm really confused why no one talks about this album. I don't get it. I don't
0: get it. It's, it's, it's for sure the best. Like,
1: It's not as experimental or out there as uh, the next album. I think but it's I, more
0: so. I think it's way more so. Or at least the way it's done is better.
1: So, song song against. That was song about song, against sex. Yeah, right? song
0: against sex. Yeah.
1: So he said, "I've known a lot of people that have been heavily damaged by some assholes drunk and hard on, and the stuff upsets me. It's not against sex itself. That this sounds like some dude who wasn't getting any and had a crush on every girl he knew and was upset they wouldn't sleep with him. I don't know. It, like, sounds,
0: like a little, it sounds like Alex may be internalizing some of this stuff, maybe projecting a little bit of his own feelings. Uh, maybe projecting. The, I may be projecting. Yeah, the good name of Jeff, Jeff Mangum. <laughs> All right. I don't I, know, I wrote
1: these lyrics, gave them to Jeff <laughs> Mangum so I could self-project yeah, on a podcast. Bash him later, in later in
0: on. Yeah, 20, five yeah. years later. Uh, I love that song. That's That's this whole album takes me back to college for sure. But that song, especially cause I don't know. It just, it puts me in a good mood. Um, so I do have some bias nostalgia wise, but when I first heard this band, I listened to the two albums the way anyone would. And this was so clearly better. This was so clearly the best album that I, I'm so baffled that people rave about the next one. Like everything on here feels kind of original. And that's, that's a stretch to say this band is original because, uh, this is the gimmick, essentially, what I feel the gimmicks for this this band is. It is... Uh, when, first, first, above everything else, weird, interesting production. Throwing in instruments and distorted noises and w- 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 siren-type things happening. And then you get the most basic, poppy four chords you possibly can. Maybe four chords you've heard a gajillion fucking times that are not at all interesting or unique. And then you throw a very very hooky vocal vocal melody on top of it. So those three things together is this band, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I will say I, I do think he's a very talented lyricist. I just don't like the way they are projected or what the songs are about. But yeah, just even a song I hate, I could look at those lyrics and be like, he really does have a way with words.
0: I don't give a fuck about his words, dude, but I, I do appreciate... I appreci- know you, don't, you,
1: you, ne- you never do.
0: Never do, but I do appreciate... <laughs> you, you can you can pick it up a little bit, even if you don't care about him. Like, I don't... Uh, yeah, no, he's a good writer, uh, but it, the songs themselves, like, it's, it's really just the most basic chord changes in the world, but he, he throws some good hooks on on top of it, which is I get I guess in that sense I get why people gravitate to it so easily but also kind of it's not the most deep thing like even though the production is very interesting uh you get over it like it's not you can't really dissect uh what's happening musically mm-hmm.
1: um I will also say I feel like doom and gloom kind of works more in the band's favor than <clears throat> anything remotely happy really because yeah like some um some of the songs I would you know listen to uh, if if I had to you've passed yep and april 8th mm-hmm. and three peaches and those are all very 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 dark songs
0: i one thing i i mean i like all three of those but Three Peaches, I think, it's a good song, but it's paced perfectly in the album. It comes in right after uh, Garden Head, Leave Me Alone. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. And that, the, the you know, Garden Head is like super, you know, it's it's got drums. It's poppy. It's fucking, it's got way more of uh, the, you know, happy, feely kind of st- shit going on. Three Peaches comes in right at the perfect time to just depress the shit out of you. Um
1: and then, yeah, that song is about, I think he's married, but it it's weird. He said his girlfriend wa- that he was with at the time, that's the only girlfriend he's ever cared for, or, like truly had feelings for.
0: Interesting.
1: But she was suicidal and she tried to commit suicide at a party. And that's what this song is about. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in 2005, she did end up taking her life. Oh so my this God. is like real heavy, heavy stuff here.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: And and yeah, even without knowing that, the song is still pretty, pretty haunting.
0: It absolutely is. That's oh man, that's super depressing. Um, A lot of this really does like strike chords and make me feel just awful, but not in like a Joy Division kind of way where I want to kill myself. Like, it's just... I don't know. It's a very melancholy album, Uh, even though there's a lot of it that's really poppy and and upbeat stuff. um, You've passed blends seamlessly into someone is waiting. And
1: I didn't even realize they were two different songs on the first listen.
0: Yeah. So that's how, that's how together they they basically record at the same time. Um, But there's a part because the end of someone is waiting, it gets a little, a little experimental and I'm going to put on, A minute 40 of that, if I can actually pull it up. Uh, I'm doing this on my computer instead of my phone, so I'm going to be way slower. Bear with me, please. Here we go. That's a really creepy... Yeah, so good and it comes after this really really sing-alongable poppy type thing So it it just kind of feels like it's deteriorating. It's very nice So it does that yeah, it does that for a while. However, I do I can definitely see gripes because someone is waiting is also the exact same song as a baby for pre Which is also the exact same song as where you'll find me now. There's three of the same song just performed with different instruments,
1: yeah, he's called them like twin songs or triplet so, songs because so there's
0: fucking three of them. Like, yeah, it's like it's a little. I I would say by the time where you'll find me now, it kind of immediately crosses into self indulgent territory, which I think this guy does a lot uh, as time goes on, uh, because. I think all three of those would make a one really good beefy song. One song, a really deep, sure. yeah. But he had to separate it over the th- over three fucking songs, where we know where it's going, we know what's happening, um, yeah. I and I I do get it from a, like a concept album type type standpoint, uh, because for example, the the trumpet on Avery Island, April first, which I do like a lot. It returns on Garden Head, Leave Me Alone. Uh, which is like I like that where it takes one element from one song and it brings it to a completely different context. It's very mm-hmm. uh movie score kind of kind of stuff. Uh but for just playing the three the same song three times on the on one album, like I don't know. I like the song. I like all of them a lot. But I even then like it's ugh.
1: you know, this long as I don't have to listen to pre-sisters swallowing a donkey's eye, cause uh <laughs> there's some cool shit in there but oh yeah 13 minutes is it, 13 minutes so get the fuck out of here it's get the fuck out of here
0: 13 minutes and it's funny because at the time of this recording we just released the craftwork episode where it's had p- fucking 20 minute songs but we're complaining about 13 minutes because well not all 13 minute songs are created equally a lot of this is nothing a lot of this is nothing happening yep but It has some moments and I'm going to put on one of those moments right now. And I think it is, uh, three minutes, 25 seconds in
1: good, uh, good spooky stuff.
0: Hell yeah. Right here.
1: If this was in a horror movie, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!"
0: Hell yeah! And the way it takes three minutes to build up to this, you do—it does have more of an impact. Uh, it's a cool. If
1: this doesn't need to be 13 minutes long.
0: Then. Yeah, this is three minutes in. Like, you could drift this off after another minute and a half or two minutes or whatever. Uh, but it, it goes on for another fucking 10. I uh, mean, I really do like this though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I do have a. I actually have a lot to say about this album. I really like this album. Like, I. I, I had a good like. I didn't need to listen to this twice because I'm so familiar with it, and I had all mm-hmm. ta- like a whole page of notes from one listen. I went back and listened just just because I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> that's how much I really like the song. Um, I think the intro to Naomi is perfect. It is one of the most beautiful fucking things ever. The rest of the song isn't as good, what? but I, I still like it a lot.
1: Which again is weird that he's saying he only had like feelings for one girlfriend because this he sounds like he's very much in love with this girl in Naomi. Mm-hmm. And for music nerds, he's talking about uh Naomi Yang of Galaxy
0: five hundred. Who is that and who is she?
1: Galaxy five hundred is a, a cool cool band that uh you know maybe we'll get a talk about one day and she's the bass player in that band interesting. so interesting
0: that's a that's so uncomfortable this fucking nerdy dude is writing a song with your she, fucking first name in the title
1: well it's super creepy too because uh similar to pick the pixie's cactus he's talking about like owning a dress she owns yeah um like she made like a a little I don't know if it's on YouTube, but she made like a music video of her lip syncing it with some imagery,
0: interesting. So she's not completely turned off by it, which is a that's good. Yep, it's good for him and and also it's, it's training orders good. it's
1: it's so weird the way people talk about this band and because he's such a recluse, sometimes I was listening to it, thinking he had like, died
0: oh really they just I, haven't I, seen him I, he's not dead I know,
1: yeah i kn- i know he's not i know he's not but like this that story of her doing the music video right. they're singing it sounds like oh well he's dead he's passed away what a nice like
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: tribute to, but he's still alive. he's he's fine
0: right oh that's that's interesting Wait, what is he doing nowadays is he even doing anything
1: uh, they reunited in like 2014, 2015, and then this called it quits and he just makes sporadic appearances with, um, with usually artists associated with the label and kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? like the collective he helped make, Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe they're called the
0: elephant six. Six, Yeah. Yeah. There's like a bunch of really interesting bands associated with them.
1: So if you follow those artists and the people associated with that, maybe, maybe you'll see them live.
0: Interesting. There's a, actually I have a friend who recently turned me on to a lot of those bands. They're interesting shit. Like really uh, wacky bands, a lot of cool stuff going on there. But uh, other than that, I don't know much uh this is i think extremely accessible this entire album it is not revolutionary but it is beautiful in a lot of parts uh hooky hooky as shit like those like i said before like basic ass generic four chords that you've heard a million times but he has great vocal lines and his voice sounds infinitely better than the first ep he's got a, from this point on he's going to sound just like this except i think here he sounds the absolute best because he doesn't fucking push it like Later yep. on, he, yep. he pushes it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Here, it's subdued enough. He's just... It sounds very clean and natural. He's not straining. He's not... It's just... It's very authentic. This entire thing sounds really authentic. It's fucking lovely. I love this album a lot. Best personal favorite. Alex's personal favorite. Uh, we might fight further along this in the rest of this episode. But, you know, what the fuck else is new? Let's, uh, let's move on. <laughs> we are now where's my volume at
1: this this what you're all here
0: for i I know Uh, okay so i'm slowly doing this slowly i'm almost there here we go 1998 the one they're known for here we go in the aeroplane over the sea It's a double-tracking vocals right there. already don't like Is that, that why it
1: sounds so obnoxious? I thought it was just because he was kind of like yelling
0: it. Now. No, it sounds like a, you know how it's kind of like a chorus effect? Mm-hmm. It's usually either double-tracking vocals or like a slight delay. Right? It's a, It's like Ozzy. Ozzy always sounds that way. Um, early Metallica sounded that way. Double-tracking. I think it sounds awful. I hate that. I
2: <laughs>
0: one thing we didn't mention about this band because we didn't put too many clips of their actual songs melodica all over the place they're a melodica band who hey, hey alex answer me this real quick before before we talk sure. too, too deeply about this album who's ever gotten laid playing the melodica
1: Ah, uh, whoever played the melodica on this album Probably got laid a lot post two thousand five.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct because this um, so only this the only this up. person is um sure blew up. Uh, by the way, least favorite.
1: So I'm gonna do something unprecedented that may or may not make sense. I'm gonna give it best. Also, least
2: favorite.
0: <laughs> you beat me to it. And know it's fucking f- so funny about that. Like I almost did that with Sublime episode. T- what is it? 32 or something. Uh, I forgot what 36, uh, I almost gave like one of the albums, uh, worst and personal or worst and personal (laughs) favorite. So you, so this is your least favorite, but best.
1: I can admit that there is some weird string shit going on here. Mm -hmm. It is very much an album out of space and time. Like, what else do you compare this to in 1998?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking listen to this folky bullshit. I have no idea, dude.
1: But then there's this, it rubs me the wrong way. Like, the fact that it's a concept album about Anne Frank. I didn't know tarot cards. <laughs> Didn't know Also, that. like, tarot cards maybe. I don't know. I just want to listen to Angel of Death for 40 minutes straight after this.
0: The production, it's, oh no, sorry. Keep going. It, um,
1: yeah, I wouldn't listen to, but I get, I get the fascination with it. And as eye rolling as being an adult writing a concept album about, and Frank is, there's also something endearing about it because he's on, he's honest about it.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moments on this album where you f- it feels really genuine like he's really earnest. Uh, I I get why people like this album. Okay, I get why they like it. I don't get why they prefer it to the one before it cuz that one I think is superior in every single possible way. This is sappy, dramatic, over the top bullshit, acoustic, way too much acoustic, way too much folksy all way- Like everything about it is very self-indulgent. It's uh I it's hard think, to defend a lot of these these folky songs.
1: I think the attraction is the internet forums about it. Like there's uh a theory that he went back in time and saved Anne Frank and bought her to present present time mm-hmm. and it's just like it's silly bullshit like that that people like to do with this album mm. that you can't really do with the previous one so i guess it's it's kind of taken on a a second mm-hmm. like meaning because when this came out it did get lukewarm reception and did not sell that well and i really think it's bullshit usually if a publication or website retroactively gives an album a better rating it's been like 30, 30 years yeah. or something like rolling stone and pitchfork retroactively corrected their ratings mm-hmm. 10 years
0: after oh it's, isn't that convenient uh-huh.
1: no no you guys dug your grave yeah fucking
0: yeah. stay in it. I don't know how people trust them and not us. You know, we're the real, we're the real <laughs> hard hitting. We're, we're going to kill each other before we, we see something that <laughs> like isn't true to what we really feel.
1: Look, I don't, I don't have, you know, issues with it. I get that criticism is art is very much in the eye of the holder mm-hmm. and we get people disagree with us and yeah. it's fine. Um, so yeah, I I get what criticism is. I don't have any beef against it. I just think in this particular instance, when your publications were around and you're supposed to be in the know, you're supposed to be trendsetters. Yeah, yeah. to just like
0: One, not 180 even talk, like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, ten years like that's yeah. not really that means a lot nothing. of time. It
0: means it literally is spitting on your own reputation by doing that. Like what. It, what does anything It means not it means nothing it's just the opinion of one person it really means jack shit but uh it this it, it just it's not the worst i used to think it was the worst because i used to only hear the i only i'd only heard the the two albums but compared to the other one it's like the writing has deteriorated so badly so what i was saying before where this band is just you know, four chords on this album, it's two chords. Most songs are fucking two chords. Uh you've heard a million times. Res- but it's like I think it's the vocal hooks that make the songs interesting. Here, the vocal hooks have also suffered.
1: I think on this album, it is the musicians that I didn't write anyone's name down. It is those people who really elevated this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on Avery Island, there's kind of like one, one mode, one BPM, at least on here, it fluctuates.
0: The way it fluctuates though, I think is unforgivable, such as throwing in a absurdly long folk, acoustic, dramatic Whaley song, every Wait. other song.
1: Oh, every other song.
0: Every other song. Okay.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to try to go in an order. Okay. So, so we, like- if we're going to go
0: in order, they might as well start at the beginning. Uh, we talked a little bit about the intro and like, it's a, it's a fine. It's like, it sounds like them. I don't think it's anything. I don't know if you have anything to add, but.
1: Uh, no, this, that on parts two and three, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now we're getting more music. There's, it's more of a, a band. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. It you gets get the like, it's
0: c- kind of punky at the it, halfway mark.
1: Yeah. It, it picks up on parts two and three, the uh, tight ty- the, the title track is when the lyrics started fucking, or not the lyrics, the um, the vocal performance really, really? was like nails. Yeah. Okay,
0: so this is funny because I was about to to shit kick my own self in the ass by saying uh, the title track has the most generic four chords I've ever heard, but the vocal lines are so gorgeous it gives me goosebumps. I fucking love it. We're gonna put it on right now. Damn,
1: Damn. <laughs> that track. I I hate his when he goes all out when he goes to ah, 10
0: yeah i know what you mean
1: I fucking and hate
0: it this is the title track it doesn't get more kumbaya than that fucking guitar what
2: a beautiful
0: face i found in this place and also the bassline i think is really solid in the song
2: the sun. what a beautiful dream i could flash on the
0: screen and ain't blink of an eye it sings so, like sometime soft and sweet thinking about your love ah that chorus that song
2: ain't be here with me
0: I like uh, it. I like fucking, those lines a lot.
2: If I was
1: at a party or a, a beach bonfire thing, and someone was like playing that, I I'd wanna I'd wanna beat them up.
0: <laughs> so, I have a question for you then. What do you think about the vocals on Two Headed Boy, the first one?
1: I hate <laughs> I hate it. I for that I. I put white people. How do you explain this song? You can't explain this song.
0: (laughs) I like the song. Actually, I don't think it's a great, it's an amazing song, but his vocals is one of the things I do like, not because they sound good. They don't sound good. And they're even mixed in a way where it's like peaking. That's like, I guess Mm. maybe it's on purpose. Everything about this band is kind of distorted, but it just feels like honest and that he's, he's got no idea what he's doing and it's really moving and raw. Um, I get how that resonates with people for sure. I think that's the best of all the acoustic songs because the rest of them I fucking do not like, and they go on. There's, for a while.
1: There's one song that I hated at first. Then I, I'm going in order though, so okay. let's do communist communist daughter. Well,
0: also I noted "Hole uh, in 1945" as being uh, awful. It has. It sounds like. Every other Nietzsche Michael Tell song except it blows. It's just like, like what I was saying, like when you're missing the vocal hooks, this band has nothing. It just has interesting not production. Much left. Yeah. But Communist Daughter, I also hate it. <laughs> Sorry.
1: If someone wants to sing Siemens Stains the Mountaintops dead serious without any sense of sarcasm, you know, I guess this is America. He can do that. So. Wait, what more power to him? Which part That's was the of, lyric? He sings, "Semen stains the mountaintops" multiple times.
0: Interesting. That is beautiful, it me, Alex. It is beautiful. I'm sold. Best album.
1: And yeah, it's uh, <laughs> That's such an awkward people song. Cons- <laughs> people consider it. High, it's because the next song is so much more jizzy. And I went through this period of I hated it. It, I'm talking about Ocumley. Oh, God. More like O-C-U-M-lee. Am I right? Is that what
0: what the reference is?
1: There's so much jizz and cum (laughs) in this song. It's fucking hilarious. And
0: What? Because this is the most self-indulgent, overly dramatic story stupid eight minute fucking horse shit on the album.
1: I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm not going to defend it. I just, I love this song now on the second listen. Uh-huh. This may be one of the few songs that I'll come back to really, and I have, I think this, cause I wrote this, this fucking like, man, there's so much jizz and cum. <laughs> Like he does, and also he brings up something near and dear to my heart on this song. Cause he says, um, what does he say? When uh, he's talking about walking through the garden, he says, smelling of semen all under the garden. So it's cum trees. And yeah. If you don't know what cum trees are, you're a fucking liar.
0: No, yeah. We like de- tre- trees that smell <laughs> like semen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real thing. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, for
1: and sure. People are just gonna gaslight me, like they don't know what they are. Oh no! What are you talking about? I don't know what that smells like. You know what it fucking smells Absolutely like? Absolutely
0: know what it smells like. Absolutely. If yeah, if we've all smelled it, we know. All right, it's okay. Just, just be yeah. honest.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad that he put that in the forefront mm-hmm. of uh of the song. He also says, uh, "Moving your mouth to pull out all my miracles aimed at me." So I guess. If you blow your load in someone's mouth, it's their property now? Is that what we're getting at here?
0: Well, you know, possession is not intents of calls, the law, Alex. He
1: says, he says your miracles, but, you know, if it's coming out of her mouth, I assumed he put it in there.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, this is... I don't even fucking like the song, let alone all the disgusting imagery that's going along with it. Holy God.
1: I... I after this song, I'm I was kind of dreading this, but I was... Like thank you, (laughs) Ocumley. I can talk about ridiculous things. Also, R.I.P. on Frank. This jizz-filled anthem is for you. Oh my
0: god, this is a disgrace. Okay, okay, I get, I get that. That's a funny fucking
1: hashtag. Never forget. But outside of all that, I don't, I don't know why. I this, I went from hatred. Uh If it's like, uh, what's it called when you're trapped with someone and then you develop like an affinity. I think I developed Stockholm syndrome with this song.
0: Maybe that's a lot of this band. Because how do you excuse the eight-minute length? It's just the same two minor chords for eight minutes. And then the outro is so self-important. It's so dramatic. And it's like, how can I t- possibly take this so seriously? It, like, it's clearly... You you
1: can't take it seriously because of what I was talking about.
0: And now I have to go back and listen to this 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 these jizz covered filters just to figure out what oh, the yeah. hell is actually happening in the Oh my oh, god.
1: Yeah. People at home, please listen to this song with the lyrics. It it's a revelation.
0: <laughs> I fucked up. Maybe it is the best album. Uh well then okay. we, get,
1: then we get to uh Ghost.
0: Hate it. I hate that song. It's like because I mean it's not awful, actually, but go on.
1: Yeah, he actually thought he lived in a house with a ghost that also lived inside his body that may or may not be Anne Frank.
0: <laughs> well, who else would it be, Alex?
1: Well, you know, when you're I don't even know how old he was when he recorded this, but uh yeah, when old. you're a grown grown man and you've just read about the diary of Anne Frank and it made you cry for three days. Get the fuck out of here. Hey
0: man, I didn't read it in high school. What if I read it now? And I'm like, oh shit, this is super sad. Did you guys hear about this? Would you make fun of me then? Would you make fun of me, Alex?
1: If you filled it with (laughs) jizz-filled anthems, I totally would.
0: (laughs) Well, then you're not invited to my listening party for my new concept album. But uh, Ghost, I don't think is a terrible song. Just it also, just, it's just it's just really generic and predictable, like a lot of this, for the most part.
1: The other, the other thing that that uh, rubbed me the wrong way with Ghosts is we talked about song against sex, and on yeah. Ghosts, there's a lot of verbiage about innocence and purity and you know girls' virginity, and I'm like, dude, people fuck. Get over it, man. Like
0: <laughs> Once again, Alex projecting onto this poor young man who just wants don't, to, just wants
1: love. Don't put the pussy on a pedestal. That's all I'm saying.
0: That is actually very true. Words to live by. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the final track, Two-Headed Boy Part 2, long and boring. Surprising that I said that. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's long and boring. And I only like the outro because it reuses the riff from the first Two-Headed Boy, which I actually did like.
1: I thought it was funny last week you you didn't like that Eric B and Rock Rakim would bring back like the worst elements or, or what you thought were the worst elements at the end of their albums quite oh, a few right. times right and I thought of that with two headed boy part two because that was like the song I was least interested in and right like
0: oh and he's, is again. he's
1: pulling a uh, an Eric B and Rock Rakim here.
0: Well, at least it's like just an outro and not a whole instrumental track of fucking hilariously Casio sounding keyboards. Uh, but I, although uh, I would obviously listen to Eric B. I came over this, but this has nothing to do with this. That was last week's episode, <laughs> but
1: I know I just thought of the uh, the parallel. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I, I am glad that he doesn't go full on whaler uh, into a boy part two. Or does he? I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. no.
0: Uh, I think it's
1: more subdued.
0: Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't go fucking tan on too many tracks. But uh, it's just, I don't know. Like it feels so normal sounding and doable and very folk. And we don't. Well, I know you don't, but I don't like folksy stuff to begin with. And my my counter argument to this entire album is, if you want something emotional, moving, and folk like, listen to Nick Drake. Like we did a whole episode on it, and it's. Beautiful from beginning to end, like but intricate and elaborate and very musical and unpredictable. This is extremely predictable stuff. If you like folk stuff like this, Nick Drake is king. Um But people still really fucking love this album.
1: Yeah, it's so it's so weird. On the second listen, I I kind of get it, which is why I gave it best. Mm-hmm. I get the attraction to it especially um in a historical context of white like, smash mouth was huge in 1998 this is so far Somebody want- sorry
0: <laughs> <laughs> shout
1: out to smash mouth they just For seem like consistent the- yeah hell yeah staying consistent and being the guy Ferraris of music where they just they're nice dudes and they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. Also
0: fun fact for everyone listening. Uh, if you Google uh, singer from smash mouth, photos of guy Fieri will come out like a lot of them. <laughs> I've tried this. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Have
1: you ever seen them in the same room? I don't think so. Don't think I don't so. don't think so. They're don't the think same so. guy.
0: Yeah. They both say, welcome to flavor town. it's all, all kinds of coincidences, but this, uh, I keep glossing over, even though it's such a, it's such a big, important part of this band, it is the production. The production in this album is actually really fucking good. And uh,
1: I think that's another reason people are attracted to yeah. it. Uh,
0: again, it's not something that I, I would say is uncommon. You can find a lot of great albums with amazing production, with cool, crazy soundscapes happening all over it. But I guess it's it's like this uh, juxtaposition with the these super pretty, folky stuff and this distorted dissonance and... <clears throat> and uh like noise essentially which is i guess people are not used to that i mean it's not common to be completely fair you don't hear too much crazy production uh with spacey sounds and 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 fuzz uh on folk it is pretty rare
1: yeah on paper psychedelic folk sounds like something that would be right up my alley but it is not
0: well I would say, no. psychedelic folk would be up here, but this is not psychedelic folk. This is psychedelic elements, but mostly folk,
1: yeah. And I think the whole the whole concept album part of it also makes people feel like it's in that that territory.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. it It just feels self-indulgent to me. It just it's very cringy. This whole thing is like especially when it gets all whaley and it's super emotional. It's just I want to do the jerk off motion like I, I just
1: oh yeah it's uh it's he may have been in his 20s again I don't know how old he was mm-hmm. but yeah it's pretty much an an adult man singing about how he wishes he could go back in time to save Anne Frank and it's just <laughs> this saying it makes me want to throw up
0: yeah I'll yeah I'll also I,
1: had a, a big meal before this so
0: I'll, yeah, I, be, we've said all the horrible things we could possibly say about this album however, I will defend the first one to the death, not to the death to the
1: I'll, I'll, some one degree. more thing I think the trombones and the pipes and the, mm-hmm. the circus instruments on Untitled yeah they make me. They make me laugh. They're pretty. It's pretty funny if you I, want a good chuckle.
0: I like the trombones and the trumpets and all this stuff. I, I like how they implement them. I don't think it's terribly musical, but I think it's just it's just another cool texture. Like the, it just I put that along with production. It's just cool textures all over the place. Uh, don't care for the writing, but we we've shed we've shot on this album, this iconic, famous, beloved album. I think enough. Uh, we're gonna get shot for sure, but we have one uh, more. Don't,
1: don't sing about come all the time then that's
2: my don't you tell me what to, to do
0: that's my rebuttal to you again alex i will sing about yeah. all the come i want uh <laughs> what the fuck am i talking about uh <laughs> oh yeah this last ep is not streaming by the way so we got to go to youtube uh where i do so queued.
1: yeah they while you're queuing that up mm-hmm. they like i said the album sold modestly. it was not a big hit they went on tour for it and then he just disappeared
0: Mm -hmm. interesting that's kind of sad kind of sad but here we are this is a compilation EP full of a bunch of earlier songs a few re-recorded songs from the first album this came out in 2011 this is Ferris Wheel on Fire
2: that's real loud Sister, don't be afraid of me. I won't be nailing you down in the nursery just like the
0: this sounds the just like Mutual Nook Hotel.
2: Wondering fingers of spit that were supposed to be glorious and fun Sister Won't you believe in me I only wanted to be Hard on the family Here with you now
0: In this This is like As folk as it gets from, from modern folk As it gets I don't need yeah, this song time. though
1: This album is just Pretty much him and his guitar There's one other song With some, I think some horns on it
0: Yeah there's some melodica on here too Alright well, shocking no one worst. And this is a very easy worst for me.
1: I almost gave this worse.
0: This sucks, dude. I'm <laughs> I was angry at this one.
1: <laughs> it's just kind of there. Where the other ones kind they have more to say than this one. This yeah. is just like oh my god, we need we need more neutral milk hotel. So we'll yeah.
0: The reason why I get this worse is because it took everything I hated about in the airplane over the sea and made the entire EP that. And it's like not a it's not a short EP. It's like 20 something minutes. 23, 24, 24 minutes. And it's all acoustic for the most part. Uh, it is he his wailing that you hated so much is all over this damn thing. He is doing it. He's he is straining his goddamn voice on damn near every song. It's hard to sit through man and uh there's a uh, acoustic solo versions of april 8th and a baby for pre from the on every island and those versions Avery
1: island ver- versions are way better though
0: way better these ones are hard to sit through like especially for uh a baby for pre they're like his voice his voice is like super nasally and quivery and it's like he's doing all these these weird extra flourishes that he clearly can't do. Cause he's not like a great singer. So it just sounds odd and really ear piercing. I, and <laughs> I don't know what I could say nice about this EP other than like, I like engine a little bit, but
1: I think at this point I was also, I did my first listen. I listened to all these in one day. It really,
0: was...
1: I don't know what it was. It was like, does this get better? And it doesn't.
0: (laughs) He's got a very distinct style, for sure.
1: So, I would think at this point, I'd be fed up, sick of it. But it just kind of this went in one ear and out the other, and it's like, yeah, there's not. When you take away all the bells and whistles of aeroplane. Mm This, this is, is what you're left with.
0: Yeah, because there's no fancy production. And I don't like it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, And I don't like it. It's it's boring.
0: It's extremely boring. There's no fun production stuff. There's no uh, just weird distortion or or crazy. Uh, you know, I don't even know what to call it. It's like there's like a layer of fuzz over every instrument on a lot of the a lot of the you know the past two albums. Everything is just an acoustic guitar now and him wailing. And the, the, the take me seriously, I'm emotional, wailing is so goddamn cringy. I, I just fucking can't. I hate this kind of music so much. And I, Like I, I said. Yeah.
1: If you saw someone doing it at like a, a house party or a bonfire, you'd be like, that dude needs to get beat the fuck up <laughs> right now. <laughs> Right now,
0: that's so harsh, (laughs) but I agree. But uh, see, unlike you, this wasn't one year out the other kind of thing because I do feel each of these releases is super distinct in my brain. Because the first EP is this this super strange experimental garage home recording, and then the first album I love, and then the second album I fucking hate, and then this (laughs) one, and then this one is just the second album, but without the cool production. So I really hate this one. So, like,
1: let me uh, make myself a little clearer. the the other three weren't in one ear out the other. Just, just this just one.
0: Oh, okay, one. okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Fair enough. Um, Didn't
1: mean I, to be confusing. Right. I meant like by the time I had gotten to this, I, I it was just that was it.
0: Mm-hmm. But... okay, so I, uh, jumping off of that, I have a question for you. Did you notice anything about my dream girl? Don't exist.
1: Uh, this, that it continues the weird trend of him and being creepy with women.
0: Oh, oh, I have. Okay. I'm going to put that on for everyone. And if you all don't Do notice it. immediately, this is my dream girl. Don't exist. When I come around.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Da, da. Exact same chords, rhythm, everything.
1: I don't know if it's the same.
0: Exactly. i'm Want to put on the Green Day? No, no. no. <laughs>
1: For some reason, I went semi-sonic closing time.
0: Which one's that? Oh, closing, closing time.
1: time.
0: So that's similar. But I, I think those are still different chords. This is When I Come Around by Green Day, note for note. And this is why he, I think... Although
1: he he, he might have beaten them to maybe, it because I believe that this is material from 92, 95. Maybe. Didn't Dookie it, come
0: out in 92? Huh? Didn't Dookie come out in 92? Or was oh, it 95?
1: I'm going to look that up. Yeah, it's a good question. Right. I should look why, it up I right now, actually. Green Day was more like... 95 and after Probably, you're, yeah you're, you're
0: right. right though um so that's what i was gonna make a point about that is wait hold on dookie came out in 94 but that's why i was i said in the past that is why you should be able to fucking copyright core changes and bass lines because you end up with that which is the mm-hmm. exact same song with just a different vocal line it's complete garbage that you can have two identical songs, but someone different singing, and all of a sudden, it's a, a different creative property. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I couldn't not hear Green Day when I was listening to that whole song, so I didn't even listen to it twice. Like, I don't I don't need to hear this. This is so damn generic. And that's most of this. Like, again, like I was saying with the last album, you know, just, you know, where you've heard all these songs before. You've heard all these chords before, and it's just... Marginally different vocal lines, and these vocal lines don't are not hooky to me. I've, I've repeated it, but I hate this. I hate this EP a lot. I'm not gonna go back to this one.
1: Oh, I forgot. The only nice thing I have to say is the title track. I do like the uh, the visuals and the metaphors of how life is like being on a uh, Ferris wheel gone astray, and you just don't don't have any control of it. You're just on a fucking Ferris wheel on fire. That's plowing through the city. I dig and that. that's the way life life's that's just the way life's going to be. So that's the, the one nice thing I'll I'll say about this.
0: That is depressingly accurate for life. Yeah. I do think the song is a two chord snooze fest is that's what I put in my notes. Oh yeah. 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 Hate it. But that's, a, I mean, I, I know for a fucking fact, people love this guy because of his lyrics also. And I, I feel, uh, kind of like an asshole because I'm shitting on it so hard because I don't care about lyrics. And also I feel like I'm missing out because it's just not a thing that I pay attention to. And I probably would Uh, get something out of it. Maybe
1: you're not missing. You're not missing much.
0: (laughs) Well, there it is people. Alex said it.
1: Uh, I said it. Maybe, maybe he can do a, a, a comeback record, uh, about Lewis and Clark.
0: You hear that? Mr. Jeff Mangum, you could learn a thing or two about writing with that joke. Hey, Hey-o. I'm
1: hi- I'm here. I'm here. If uh, if you if you need some more topics you should have learned about in uh, elementary school or high school. I'm here. <laughs> if you need inspiration for your next, uh, if you ever want to record an album again.
0: Oh man, it's gonna be the. I
1: think that's I think that's part of the
0: alert.
1: Uh, uh, what, what, what word am I trying to say? Allure. Uh, A
0: lure. A lure.
1: A lure. Yeah, pretend them. there's two O's it's instead like, of a U. Yeah, like that's it. This is it. There's no, there's no more. And it's, it's kind of like nice to romanticize and fantasize. Like, ooh, what if he, what if he comes out with a another album? Yeah,
0: it would. It what, would just what be what more. Would that sound like? It, it would be more of this. Honestly, like, I I think he picked that on, on Avery Alley. Wow. I what did I just say? On Avery Island, holy god, is where he peaked, I believe. Man, I can't even use English. Uh I, know, I got you messed up. <laughs> everything since then has been just being him him like get, getting more confident with longer folk songs. That's what it sounded like ever since the first album. Like he he's clearly leaning more toward acoustic stuff, more toward really really dramatic sounding Whaley shit. And I don't know, man, there's a people can like that shit, but I, I'm craving a lot more. Listen to Nick Drake, man. You want to cry? You want to cry and feel fuck man. That's I, I'm going Nick Drake uh, immediately after we're done recording. I'm listening to <laughs> Nick Drake. because I want to fucking break. But having said that, I still do love a lot of these songs. So it's like, it's a, it's a weird thing where I think this is one of the most overrated bands in history, but I still like them a lot.
1: I just think they're overrated and it's a very weird phenomenon of how they, they came to be.
0: Yeah. And, and also interesting, like how I think uh, like in, in parks and recreation, they bring them up fucking Aubrey Plaza's character. She brings up neutral Michael Tell, and it be, it's like a talking point for a fight she has with uh, Chris Pratt like in one episode, oh, man. like this band is like the, the, the reason they're fighting. It's like, that's pretty that's kind of, big.
1: That's kind of funny. Cause he's who I stole the, the comeback joke from who Chris Pratt. That's... on one of the out, on one of the outtakes they're trying to think of like a, a day to invent, to celebrate. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, I think Amy Poehler's like, well, well, People like comeback stories like Rocky and he's like, you mean like Kim Kardashian? (laughs) She's like, what? He's like, yeah, she had come on her back and it didn't make it in the episode, but it's an outtake. Uh, Nick Nick Offerman is fucking dead. He
0: is. That's great. Oh, I love that. See, look at that. We're full circle. That's how the universe works. God damn it.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of funny that uh stole, stole that joke from him. And then uh, it's a talking point on the
0: show. Hell yeah. All right. God damn. Well, I'm pretty sure any fans we had are gone, long gone because of how much we desecrated the grave of this beloved band. Uh, See
1: what I mean? You think he's dead, but he's, he's still alive. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew... Uh hey man he just seems dead you know like like Garfunkel man look at that that's another loop around i thought garfunkel oh, yeah, was dead right, by the yeah. way until the end of that Simon and Garfunkel episode i realized that he was still alive um
1: it's uh it's hard to get as heated over the uh the video chat like
0: yeah yeah it's not as real but also like i want to disagree but i i legitimately hate a lot of this band like so it's like i'm not even entirely not on your side i just really like I a th- lot of stuff
1: <laughs> i think we have interesting dynamics where sometimes it's like we'll agree and then we get into the details of it and then we disagree but then here it was like we disagreed but the details yeah. we agreed about yeah. it that makes any fucking sense yeah
0: yeah that's odd <laughs> all right let us recap i will start because fucking, i'm ready All right, on Every Island, nineteen ninety six, best personal favorite. I really love this album. It is closely attached to a lot of my uh, time in college. It's uh, nostalgic. It's beautiful. It's very hooky, very fucking hooky, super accessible. I recommend everyone start here and end here. Uh, And the Aeroplane Over the Sea, nineteen ninety eight, the most famous album of theirs. Of course, is my least favorite because I'm an asshole, but also because I hate it and other reasons that we mentioned (laughs) at length. Uh, night of 2011 ferris wheel on fire which is uh you know not exactly canon but still counts worst because uh it is boring and i don't like folk music alex
1: worst everything is personal favorite on avery island and then because i'm conflicted confused and an asshole best and least favorite beautiful and the aeroplane over the sea
0: beautiful if you like us for some reason after all that please Please subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, five-star rating, tell a friend, spread the word, tell anyone you know that there are these two assholes who are shitting on things that everyone else loves and you want them to be heard more. Or you can leave all that out and not say anything at all. But also, you can suggest an artist you want us to complain about, bicker about, agree about, maybe even gush about because we do actually like music, believe it or not. You can send all that to everyalbumever at gmail.com. Please follow Alex and me on Instagram to get updates on our uh, new kind of update things. So you can uh, listen to the bands with us, you know, fucking send emails thoughts. So it's not just us talking at you or something. You can follow me at what the fuck Pope Jesse Ventura for all things regarding the show at Panda monkey for music and Alex.
1: At mother puncture and shout out to the dudes in the comments section that are going to say, we don't understand the nuances of this band and it just went over our heads we get it we get it we just don't give a shit
0: we get it and you know what you know what i gotta say about that nick drake better sorry but <laughs> it's not even the same it doesn't even sound the same i just keep saying that uh but i do actually like this band and you can check out the fucking playlist on spotify that we put together there should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening and watching as well as every album where we got playlists associated with every single goddamn episode so, without further ado, obviously, I'm picking this last song because Alex has nothing but hatred in his heart for this poor, defenseless, soft, soft Jeff Mangum.
1: Also, you don't want to give me last song.
0: No, I don't. You're going to put on Wh- O'Cumley, Wh- which I'm fucking definitely yeah, not going to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what I will be putting on. Is something that is very moving to me personally. This is from, of course, the one album that I really like. This is Naomi. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya.
2: Your prettiness is seeping through out from the dress.